Hey everyone, it's Sonia here. How are you today? Welcome, welcome to another heart to heart edition of our podcast episodes. And you know by now that heart to heart means that this is actually a video that is shared on YouTube as well. So this is episode 133. And I'm going to be completely honest. We don't have a name for it yet. We're going to organically see how it goes. <laughs> We've got Mia with us today, like Mama Mia, full of life and energy. And I had to say it like that because she is so kind and so sweet and has, you know, a soul that your soul is going to love 100%. So with no further introductions needed, I am going to pass the mic over so Mia can introduce herself. Oh, thank you. First of all, before I introduce myself, um, I just have to commend you. Episode 133. Yeah. amazing that's amazing <laughs> congratulations and good for you thank you thank you um what am i i am um a human being who is Yay. lucky enough who's lucky enough to uh have been born in canada um lived all that. over i've lived all over canada western canada northern canada um this is my 14th town i believe so I have had lots of experience moving around and changing and uh, adapting. I'm grateful to have uh, a beautiful son who now has two little munchkins, which makes me grandma times too. And um, in terms of what do I do in the world, I am a coach. <laughs> Um, and that this is real talks, life, guys. That Stop talks to dogs. dogs. <laughs> Close the door. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, in terms of what I do in the world, well, I do lots of things in the world, um, but like do do, like what you would classify as a job job. <laughs> do do. Sorry. Uh, do do. This is adult conversation con- here. Do do. <laughs> Not to be confused with woo woo, which is what people think I do for a living. Um, so. I was in the fitness industry for 30 years, more than 30 years um, in multiple different ways, but I owned a couple of large facilities, uh, which I sold my last one in 2016. And then I transitioned into the world of coaching, um, which, and now I've sort of married my experiences in life with my expertises, uh, plural, and combined them into a form of coaching that really supports people that are in, in embracing the concept of massive change. So a um, couple things about me, I, I love change, I love fear, uh, uh, and I love people. Um, although I am an introvert, who's really good at being extroverted. So there's a little bit about me. I love that. And a couple things that you mentioned, I actually made some notes to make sure I didn't um, forget, but change. And fear, those are things that people don't normally embrace at all. What led you to that? I think my- To be comfortable, to be comfortable talking about change and fear that people want to push away from Mm -hmm. and keep at an arm's length. And yet you're sitting here saying to the world that you're comfortable. Yeah, I'm super, I'm super comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that is my upbringing. So my dad was RCMP. I moved 14 times before I was 30 years old. Uh, that didn't include the number of houses. I, I think last time I counted, it was 25 houses, 12 schools. So every two years we moved. And 
every move usually had two schools just because of the breakup of the uh, ages, you know, the, the grades. So I learned at a very young age that, you know, everything is going to change tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. So I just really got good at accepting change and embracing it and just going with the flow. And now it's almost, it's almost the opposite. The pendulum's almost swung to the opposite where I get really antsy when things stay too calm, too still, too normal, quote unquote, for too long. And then all of a sudden I have to create change. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes not so good. I get that. I get how sometimes creating change is not good. And this is the segue. So for those that have been following along for quite a while, you know that I do these heart to hearts very impromptu. Normally we don't even have a topic to talk about. We just jump in and chat. But today, and I'm going to be very open and honest about this. I talked about this in one of my episodes, um, maybe four or five episodes ago. So maybe 129, 130 about not as busy as serving you, but about being kind of swept away in a hurricane and feeling like so much is going on that you forget what you're doing and you, you're not in charge of your mind anymore. You're just jumping in and going and doing. And so right before this call, we were talking behind camera and I had to be reminded that we were actually doing the podcast. I actually said to me, I'm like, this is a podcast, right? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, because here's why guys, I didn't update my notes. I had it in my book, but not in my CRM and not to remind me. And I didn't ask her to update when she did the calendar to put in the reason. So we learn from these experiences. And, you know, sometimes we do get swept up in that moment where we're part of the hurricane and we're no longer grounded. Mm. And this happens when change happens one way or another, when we're going through a transition and a shift. But Mia had said a few things before we got on camera and it was about describing your favorite feelings of the season. And what I thought was magical about that is you had summarized exactly what I know other people are feeling and need to be doing more of. And I am one of those people. I've been practicing it because when it comes to change, there are so many different reactions. And when we're not in tune, those reactions take control. When we are in tune, we slow down, we pause, we take accountability like I just did, we reflect, and we realize, okay, this is happening. This is a transformation of sorts. So talk to us a little bit more first, Mia, if you would, about how you had shared about this being your favorite time of year and why. And this, so this will all segue to what I just said. Um, yeah, I, I said this has always been my favorite time of the year. Um, it's changed over the years because now I have grandbabies, so the focus is very different. It used to be all about my son and my family. Now it's more about my grandbabies. Um, but what I love about the season hasn't changed. I love the music. I mean, it's almost it's almost like... Well, I know it annoys the shit out of my family because I'll have <laughs> Christmas music playing. I, like I set Hallmark and Holly Channel on Sirius as soon as I see it start showing up in November. And then I secretly listen to them. And when I know someone else is going to be in the Jeep, I quickly change so that they're not seeing. 
I love the lights. I love as they slowly start to come on around the community. I love the darkness. I love the nesting. I love the warmth, the wood stoves. I love visiting. I love the cold. I love the stars. Like, I don't know. There's just something about Christmas. And I get that this isn't for everybody. But for me, this is how it feels. It just feels like such a joyful time of the year. And I do a lot of philanthropy work. And this is where all of my philanthropy work really uh, uh, comes to a um, a crest. So it's always the, this time of year when I'm giving the most to, which is probably my favorite thing about Christmas is giving. I don't, I don't, I don't need a thing. I don't want a thing. But man, do I love giving. Tell me a little bit more about that. Tell us a little bit more about how you feel when you give, because many people wait until they take care of themselves, their families, their first, their inner circle before they give to others. And let's talk about that because there's a lot of magic in that. And I know that's leading up to another keyword that you had said earlier um, about reflecting and pausing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and appreciating and the magic that brings it all together. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Share a little bit more of that. About the giving? About the giving and what that looks like to you. Yeah. I, for me, giving is, comes from a place of gratitude. So, which is almost like the opposite. You'd think, oh, I'm so grateful that I received that. But the receiving and the gratitude that I get from giving is uh, bigger than anything I could ever feel from receiving a thing, a tangible item. So um, this year, normally I have a foundation called the Bag Lady Project and it's grown every single year for 13 years. And I hand sew all year myself these beautiful bags that are like a purse bag that you can drape over your shoulder. So I sew them all year long and then I collect donations all year, usually from my clients and my friends and family. And then I take all that money and I fill all these purses with brand new items. And I've had a couple of Instagram influencers who have sent me thousands of dollars of sunglasses and makeup and all this kind of stuff. So just imagine working on that all year. And then the day that you actually get to deliver that to the Transition Society and to Santa's workshop, you know, the looks on their faces, the gratitude that they have for receiving all of this stuff that's going to turn around and be given to somebody in need, that is worth every moment of work that it takes to bring it together. It's just knowing that. I actually had a young girl say to me in the grocery store once, she was asking me why I was buying all this stuff. I said, oh, it's a project I do each year called the Bag Lady Project. She goes, I got one of your bags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a goosebump moment. I was going to say, it just gave me goosebumps. I, was, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. And, and this is what I said at the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this is your souls are going to connect with her soul. This isn't just a pretty face on camera. You know, mm-hmm. there's so much more behind the scenes and what got you started on the bag lady project that's a good question i have absolutely no idea it was so long ago (laughs) all i know is it grew into something that had a mind of its own and each year i was almost like running to keep up to holy cow it's getting bigger and bigger and people are donating more and more and more and more money and i need more and more people to help me buy all the stuff and assemble all the bags and um it's super fun anyways this year for some reason for the first time in 13 years 
I just had so much on my plate. I'm heading off to Africa pretty quick here to do some work with a foundation. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to pull it together. So instead, like this is the power of technology and people, the love of people at Christmas. I put a, a Facebook post out in our neighborhood closed Facebook group. And I said, hey, listen, who would be willing to do a neighborhood food drive for the food bank this year? And I immediately got all women just going to say like, yes, 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 yes. We filled a van, like a an actual van full, so full of food uh, in five days. And that was it. It was so effortless. Like people just want to give. People want to help. It just sometimes it just takes one person to just do the organizing. Um, so that was my version of the Bag Lady Project this year, just because I, but I was not going to not give. Awesome. And mm -hmm. the people that you're touching, not just with your coaching, not just with the, the products, but the people in the community that loaded mm -hmm. things in the van. Like it's, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. in itself is magic. I mean, there is a saying called giver's gain and people don't understand what that means. It's different than adding a $2 donation when you're at shoppers or when you're at the grocery mm -hmm. store, mm -hmm, what you're point. doing is right. It's so much more than that. And I, and again, how many people are like, Oh no, you know, it's no, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm not going to do the $2, but even that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Right. I like what you're doing better. And I'm going to be completely honest because by hearing your story and learning more about it, I know it's the proceeds are going directly to the person. Yeah. When you're absolutely. contributing $2 over a till, you don't know how that's being split. That's true. Yeah. And of course, right now, uh, just coming out of a pandemic and just going into a potential recession, the food banks, I, are in need of food more than they've ever needed, you know, for years and years and years and years. So it was a great time to be able to pull people together and uh, give, give. That's what this season's about. And is that for you where the magic of the season happens? Absolutely. It's so interesting. This year, I don't have a single Christmas present under my Christmas tree, which is the first time ever. And I'm so excited about that because I don't need anything. My husband doesn't need anything. We don't want anything, but we're pretty happy about giving, right? And so nice. this year I said to my entire family, nobody needs anything, nothing. So I'm like, okay, sorry, everyone. I'm going to preface this by saying sorry, but uh, nobody's getting anything this year. And in lieu of everything we would have spent on every one of you, we're donating all that to the food bank as well. And everybody was like, yes, perfect, because oh. we don't need anything. Yeah. Even my granddaughter and my grandson, my, my grandson's like four months old. He's not getting anything. And my granddaughter's getting one thing. That's it. All good. She can have my love. She can bake with me. She's got my time. And that's it. So what I love hearing about that is, you know, we're similar. You know, we have grandkids. We have coaching businesses. We are wearing so many different hats. And you've made it a priority to do this mm -hmm. and not to follow the tradition of shopping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that's a, and I, an amazing, an amazing place to be at. Thanks. Well, I think the, I think what 
we talked about just briefly before we started our conversation, one of the things I said that I love, you said, what, tell me something new about you. And I said, well, this is my favorite time of the year. And you're like, why? And I said, well, actually not for the typical reasons, but because this is the time of year where I actually sit down and I reflect, acknowledge and refocus. So I reflect on the year and I take time to acknowledge everything that I've accomplished or experienced or um, challenged myself with. Um, and I acknowledge it because I believe as humans, especially I'm going to say for a, a more heavily women, we focus entirely on our failures and our what we didn't accomplish and what we didn't do and the weight we didn't lose and the thing we didn't buy and the vacation we didn't go on and the job we didn't get and the thing we didn't do for, what about all the stuff you did do, right? And yes, we talked about this a little bit off camera and I was sharing with you how I've recently, since our last call, so Mia had said to me, what's new since our last call? And I'm like, yep, since our last call, like it was three weeks ago, literally since our last call, what's new? There should always be something new. Mm. And it doesn't matter who you're speaking with. There should always be something new to share in your life. And if there's nothing new, that is something that you're going to want to circle back on and reflect on because that means you're doing the exact same thing and you're not leaving yourself open to change Mm, or to growth. Right. Great, great point. Yeah. And how many people have you met now? You've you've been here, there and everywhere. Like you said, you've moved so many times. But how many people have you bumped into? And oh, what's new and exciting? Nothing. Nothing like nothing yep. in the 20 years since I've seen you. No, nope, nothing. Yep. Still live in the same house. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, you stay there. I'm going to stay here and move on with my life. Great to see you because. Again, that's where the magic happens, the growth, the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so much happens in that space. And in the failing. Is it you failing? Know, every, oh, 100%. Every failure is a beautiful lesson, right? That's what so I'm saying. I, is it failure? Yes. Sometimes it is failure, but I think people are so afraid of failing, but the, there's so much magic in failing. I failed on doing so many things in my life and I don't regret one of them because I have learned so much from every failure. I'm just air quoting in case you can't see that because you can use whatever <laughs> word you want in that, in that space. Um, but I, that part of what holds people stuck in their comfort of, Oh, nothing's new is the fear of, is fear, fear of whatever, fear of this, that, judgment, um, failure, whatever it happens to be. And that's not, that's not uh, thriving. That's just surviving, right? Yeah. Yeah. And again, you could have been approached from your family and friends with a completely different feedback and mindset for your choice this year of giving because you're breaking the tradition of the commercial. Um, But, but there's so much more 
out of that moment. And that's because you are comfortable with change. That's because you say that you have failed and a failure to somebody is not a failure to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's always a lesson learned and it's always an opportunity to grow. But more importantly, it's an opportunity, and this is your word, to reflect and to realign Mm -hmm. and to acknowledge your biggest takeaway. And and I was talking to my husband the other day about this. And I'm like, oh, I failed at that. And he's like, you you have not failed. You have not even given up. Just because you're pausing for a week or two, failing is never getting back on that horse. Failing is not just pausing for a mental break. Failing is entirely giving up. Yeah. And pausing is wisdom. Pausing is wisdom. You know, pausing is understanding uh, something's out of alignment, whether it's your values, whether it's your priorities, whether it's the intention, whether it's the direction, something's out of alignment and you're wise enough to intuitively understand that mm, something's off here. I think we're just going to pause and see where this, where this goes. Right. Right. Yeah. And someone might, pause, someone, someone might see go, that as go. a failure, but it's really, there's a very distinct difference. And I was going to say with that pause always comes growth mm-hmm. because when you're, when you're pausing and, and, now, keep in mind, for those listening to this or even watching this, doesn't matter, but keep in mind with pausing, if you don't pause, you will be forced to pause. <laughs> mm. Your life will tell you you are coming to a pause. You're either going yeah. to be sick, you're going to be strapped, like whatever it is, you'll be forced to take a pause if you are not intuitive enough and in alignment enough to take those actions on yourself that's right and then the pause is uh not your choice it's not your choice and then you're even more in your head Mm -hmm. so this is very fitting with the insights of the world going on right now because this time of year is heavy to begin with there's a lot of expectations from a lot of people all across the board employers want you unless you take vacation you're still working your full 40 hours or whatever that might look like right? And you're juggling all of the things. And now, like you said, we are heading into a possible recession, especially here in Canada, with the cost of life going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And yet the cost of covering all of that, not going up (laughs) at all. That's right. So that's right. Middle class is, is really being separated it's more upper and lower class right now that middle class is going to be wiped away but without talking politics and that the one takeaway is right now because you and I are both coaches is a lot of people will say right now coaching is a luxury because the choices are putting the money into coaching or putting the money over food or gas and even those are a choice for some people right now but Your mental health is not a luxury. Your mental health, especially when times are busy, is more of a priority. And if you don't take care of that, if you don't focus on taking the pause, taking the breaks, pacing yourself and slowing down, it's going to have a major impact 
on everything else. So when you're reflecting on the year and you're talking to your clients and you're reminding them how important it is for them to acknowledge what they've done mm-hmm. and refocus for what they want to do differently. Let's talk about that hurricane again for one second. It's very easy to be trapped in that hurricane of life and go, go, go and do, do, do. The best way to slow down. The best way to handle it is to slow down. But that's the last thing that you want to think about when you're in the midst of that hurricane. So how do you encourage your clients to do just that? It, It always comes down to priorities, right? Just like your money story or your relationship to money is a direct reflection of your priorities. Uh, Your business is a direct reflection of your priorities too. You know, I did a a podcast recently called busy is not a badge of honor. Um, And there's needless busy and there's necessary busy. Right. And within that, we, we always have the choice to prioritize and the prioritizing is what creates the experience. So if you're number five on the priority list of five, it's going to have a very predictable look as opposed to you being number one on the priority list of five. And by that, I don't mean you should be going out getting manicures and facials and massages and take a hike. Husband, you go do all the cooking. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying take your 15 minutes in the morning of absolute sheer quiet time with your tea to focus your intention for the day. At the end of the day, take your 20 minutes of quiet time, even if it's in a bathroom with the door locked so you have your decompression time i'm talking more oh, wait, about wait. this type so i just want to interrupt for one second as a young mom with three girls at the time when you're in that bathroom and you lock the door you want to open the drawer too <laughs> <laughs> because well, they know how okay. to use a butter knife to get in there <laughs> well that's actually that's a that's a combination of necessary and unnecessary busy because I actually I was going to use the example of like let's take a single mom with three kids who's working two jobs she's busy not by choice she that's a, that's busy out of necessity right and still within the necessary busyness you can still you still have a choice how you're going to prioritize everything and prioritizing self is uh in support of your mental health always so the whole the whole part around the money thing, I always find that one very interesting because the first thing, the first hurdle or obstacle that will show up for just about everyone in the world of coaching is going to be money. Mm-hmm. And money is a direct reflection of your personal priorities. Because generally speak, speaking, uh, people have money for eating out, for buying seasonal throw pillows, for their wine, for you know, going on their holidays, whatever it happens to be. So it's, it's about priorities. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> it's a direct <laughs> I, I reflection. Could, I could not agree more. And I know when it comes to money and facing that reflection, because you're right, what they're spending their money on. Well, I mean, I know we can go deeper on that, but we're just going to touch the surface a little bit. But Then they're avoiding. Then there comes the avoidance of looking at the responsibility, the credit cards and getting things fixed because maybe there was a momentary lapse or maybe they're afraid and they're judging themselves. But you got to let all that go. If you're going to move forward, you just need to accept what is surrender 
and take that first step forward, which is the refocusing piece. Yeah. So actually, it's a perfect segue because I have some some questions that um, I give to my clients at this time of the year. And it really gives them some direction or some guideposts around how to really embrace everything that they've accomplished or not accomplished in the previous year, and then use that as fodder to refocus for the following year. Um, and I laugh because I have a real um, disdain for New Year's resolutions, especially being in the fitness industry for so long. I knew that the biggest part, the biggest um, time of year for every fitness center, of course, is January. And then within six weeks, those people are all gone. And I was always very passionate about exercise. So I wanted those people to be there for 365 days, not for six weeks. So I've always found it fascinating that people want to make massive change starting on Monday or January 2nd. And I am very much, I'm going to say that I'm actually very opposed to that. It's, it sets a person up for failure right away. Change needs to happen now, today, without any excuse. So May 4th, September 9th, July 15th, it doesn't matter what day, doesn't matter what time, change begins now and today, not Monday, not January 2nd. So that's why I love for, for clients to start revisiting really about the beginning of October, end of end of October. Um, so the first thing I always ask them is to write down everything that they're proud of from the previous year, from 2022 in this case. So really sit down and walk your way through the year and remind yourself of everything that you are so proud of. Um, it's easy. To, it's easy to lose sight of what you accomplished in January. Absolutely, absolutely. I I had to. Absolutely. So I went through a transformation over the week, and I'm hitting there. Like I'm still going through it a little bit, but I had to remind myself. And guys, this is so important of what you have accomplished throughout the year. So yes, I want you to go on me and share with us a little bit more. But I want to say it yeah. affects all. The reason why I'm sharing this is because it's one thing as coaches to hear us giving examples and giving suggestions and giving you prompts to think about. But an authentic coach, a vulnerable coach, a real coach is going to share with you that they go through this too. Absolutely. And those are the ones that you want to work with because they've been there. If you're not being coached or growing as a coach, you become stagnant yourself. So we're always doing our own work. I mean, as an example, for me, I ref as I reflected on the year, just like everyone else, it was easy for me to immediately go to the things that I didn't accomplish that I said I would. And which was like two or three things that doesn't even matter. When I really sat down and started looking at what I accomplished, I'm like, oh my God, no wonder I'm tired. <laughs> So I started reflecting at the beginning of October and I made a commitment to myself that moving forward, not January 1st, but as soon as I got back from Sedona, so like the 29th of September, I was actually going to slow down, step back, step away, lean back and really integrate everything that I've learned, everything that I've done, all the people that have come into my world are there for a reason. And I decided that I was going to use that to integrate all of this information and because it's powerful information and decide what I want to do with it. So that's the 
period I'm in right now is the reflecting and acknowledging as I take that into um, consideration as I move forward. So the second thing I always get my clients to look at is, okay, let's just throw it. Let's just look at, look at, look at in the face. What did you not accomplish? And then let it go. Okay. Just let it go. It's done. Poof. Gone. Um, what is the most important thing moving forward into 2023? What will they let go of? moving forward into 2023 and what is the vision yeah. so I really get them to take a good week two weeks to really journal this out and really reflect and decide take their values into consideration take their priorities into consideration and create a massively powerful intention for the following year I love that I, I love how you take all of these pieces and you have them think about it early Mm -hmm. because a lot of people wait they wait until the week between christmas and new year's oh i want like, they know they want change they know they're not happy with whatever it is it could be their jeans not fitting it could be their finances in their bank account it doesn't matter what it is it could be their house is unorganized it, it, but they wait until they've slowed down enough to notice mm-hmm which is what I love about the fact that you're starting this process of reflection so much earlier with your clients. So they're ready to take action right away. Absolutely. And, and as we know, and I said previously, there is no time except right now. We assume there's going to be a January 2nd, but there isn't going to be a January 2nd for every single person. So if your jeans are tight, start now. Just make little teeny tiny changes. Whatever they happen to be, you choose what they are. You know? But but on that, let's flip that for a second. Guys, if your jeans fit and they didn't fit six months ago, that's a win. Absolutely. That is a win that you probably didn't realize. So when you are slowing down, when you are pausing and reflecting, I, I, I had a couple notes for the title, but I'm, I'm debating now if I'm going to do the act of reflecting, sorry, the, yeah, a time of reflection or the act, the art of slowing down, which is what I might call it. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's in that space where magic happens again, because yeah. just like you giving at the beginning that we talked about that, this is you giving yourself permission to surrender, permission to accept, permission to understand that you weren't necessarily meant to go through all of these things at all of this time, but they will happen. You can just change the date on that goal. But what did you accomplish? So I know you have a meeting coming up shortly. So let's go over. Mm -hmm. You already touched on one of them, your relationship with money. I love how it's connected with perspective. Um, we don't see that. We don't, we see that you and I see that, but people that are in a spot where they're looking for change and they think that they're stuck, they don't understand that their priorities need to be realigned. And that they are the number one priority. Yeah. And there are triggers that will set them off, which will make them go back into habits just like that, that aren't serving them. Yep, absolutely. 
And the priority piece is almost the foundation for it all. You know, so long as you are fifth on the priority list of five, your life will look very predictable. You will be hurried, you will be dissatisfied, you'll be stressed, you'll be anxious, might be depressed, you'll be frustrated, bitter, resentful, you'll be tired, exhausted, unhappy. Honestly, and I'm not, there is no judgment. This is observation based on the work I've done my whole life. Uh, when you are number five, and I, I keep saying on a list of five because the five priorities are spouse or significant other, um, family, friends, career, um, or vocation, depending, uh, self, and of course your children. Um, and for most women, it's going to be children first, maybe their spouse second sometimes, uh, family, friends, work, and then self. Well, you cannot. It's not even possible to show up as your in your greatest and best self if you're always number five on the priority list. So that that is a foundational piece. It, even if that's all people get from this particular episode is to really look at moving yourself from fifth space, fifth place to fourth. At least just get to fourth. Yeah, just like a baseball game with too many like. What are those things called that they run to bases? Yeah, that's a base. it. Yeah, it's like a baseball game with five bases. You just want to get to from fifth base to fourth base, you know, um, and just slowly over time understand that that's really in service of you showing up stronger and healthier every time you move up the list. Yes, and it is so important because what people don't realize, especially women they don't realize that they're actually the hub of everything that's around them. Everything. They see it backwards. They see themselves as a component to what's around them, but they are the hub as to what's around them. They make the magic happen. I guess magic is the word of the day on this call, but yeah, <laughs> I've said it, it so many times, but it must be because it's just coming out of me. So they don't see themselves in that light because they're sitting in that space where they're in that hurricane and they're trying to come up for air and they're swept back up again. And they're, they don't even know how to pause because when they do pause, they crash and burn and they're out sick and they can't even think. Good. Right. Yeah. And, and in that space of busyness, there is no opportunity for pausing. No. In that place of survival, there is no place either. So if you're in that space of survival, there's so many tools and tips that you can still do until you're ready and you're financially in a position where you can invest. And I encourage mm -hmm. you to, to continue to listen to these and reach out and see what resources are available from free quizzes to assessments to mm -hmm. helping out with the, the, um, the bag lady project. There's so much you can do that you'll start to feel the difference. And when you yeah. start to feel the difference, that's when you will believe in yourself again and know that it is possible no matter where you're at with your finance, your finances. Yeah. And the universe will match that. That change in vibrational frequency. Yeah. Yes. So the universe yes. Will, will match that. So let's, we talked about money. We talked a little bit about mindset. Is there anything else about mindset you want to add? Um. Uh, well, I love the saying that your life is only as good as your mindset. Your, uh, is that how it goes? Just a minute. Got it right here. Your life is as good as your it. mindset. Okay. You've never heard it? 
No, yeah, your life is as no. good as your mindset. But I like shifting it ever so slightly to your life is as great as your mindset. So everything, every form of change in the human experience begins with a new awareness. Every time you create a new awareness, you have an opportunity to then have different choices. You can't have different choices if you do not have any awareness around whatever it happens to be. So your mindset, your life is as great as your mindset. That's how I'd like to close this. Absolutely. Um, We talked about, well, we didn't talk about it. Um, Okay, so let's talk about meals. Where is your, where do meals fit into all of this with you? In what way? Well, I'll I'll go first and then that might open up some ideas for you. Um, So we're talking about mindset today. We're talking about, you know, a little bit about your relationship with money. We talked about giving back. But what a lot of people, a lot of listeners don't realize is the connection with healthy eating and your mindset. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Like the, it's um, huge. It's like you really can't afford not to because of what's going on in here. And literally you're fueling your body with what it needs. Yeah. Again, I would take people right back to priorities. So I know I've had a an intention for many years to respect my body in a way that no one else ever can or ever will. And part of that respect that I have for my body is to fuel it in the healthiest way possible. So I love to cook and I love to cook healthy and I love to plan and make sure that there's always food available at any given time in the day in my fridge because I I have crazy work, right? So I schedule my life around exercise and food and that is part of my prioritizing for me. I always know I have healthy food available to me at any given time. I treasure it. I take great pleasure in it. and so it's never, it's just about priority. That's what it comes down to. And would you say there's a correlation between your mindset and what you eat? Absolutely. The healthier that goes in, obviously, the healthier the internal environment is going to be, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And guys, yeah. it can be as simple as a smoothie if you don't know where to start. It can be as mm-hmm. simple as healthy, healthy rolled oats if you don't know where to start. Um so many different things that we can add. And you had mentioned movements. Yeah. You had mentioned movement. Tell me about your daily movement or your regular movement. It doesn't have to be daily, of course. Um, well, because I'm from the fitness industry, it's just a part of it. It's in the fabric of my DNA. Literally, I wake up each day. It's actually scheduled right in, in my work, in my, in my day planner. Um, I basically exercise based on the weather. So when I wake up in the day, it's like, oh, it's a run day. Oh. It's a bike day. Ooh, it's a yoga day. Ah, oh, it's a gym day. It's pouring rain. So, um, but it, I never miss it. And it's always blocked into my day. So regardless of whether it's a bike or a run or yoga or whatever it happens to be, oh, I see, oh, today I'm exercising from 11 till one. Okay, got it. Everything shuts down and I'm out the door. So that's just for me how it's always worked. That's not for everybody. Um, some people are gym goers. What I would suggest is you you block out time Mm -hmm. and you never compromise it again that makes you a priority it makes your health a priority your mental well-being a priority your body a priority it's just all about it's all about making you a priority absolutely and I still want to go on and talk to you about that the only thing I want to say to that because like you as a personal trainer 
I love exercise. And like you, I do it a lot with the weather as well. Get me outside as much as I can. But I want to say, if you had to prioritize sleep over movement, what would you do? Sleep. <laughs> exactly. Especially and now, now at my age. I was going to say, as you're listening to this, don't be afraid. As important as exercise is, if it means that you're accidentally sleeping in to get more sleep because your body needs it, your body needs rest more than it needs anything else. You have to listen to that. Try to fit your exercise in at a different time if you're normally a morning person. I like to be outside as much as I can, but if it means trumping sleep, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. you're tired for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as we get older, I mean, the whole menopausal piece, that's a whole other conversation, but uh, we really have to respect and honor that too. And everything changes with menopause, your food, your body shape, your exercise, your level of energy, your sleep, it all changes. And again, it all comes right back to priority. I'm like, okay, I get it. I don't sleep as well. Uh, I get it. I'm may, may weigh the same, but I certainly don't have the same body composition as I used to have. Uh, what am I going to do? Stop eating and exercise more? Uh-uh, nah-uh. This is how it's going to be. Ex yep. You know, accept it, embrace it, move on. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, healthy comes, people in the industry knows that healthy comes in every shape and, and size. Relatively, relatively. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, you, you know what I'm talking about. But it's not just a, a perfect size zero that makes you healthy or whatever it might look like. And, and that's, like you said, a completely different topic we can talk about at a different day. But it's about embracing the stage of life where you're at and what you're growing into. Mia, yeah. I'm going to ask you um, to send me some information because I know you need to go. So send it behind the scenes um, on the Bag Paper Project because I know people are going to be curious or the bag lady project. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. That's okay. Um, yeah. And your bio, and I'm going to make sure I include that in everything. So all of our listeners know how to listen or how to reach you. And we're going to get this out there as soon as we can. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me and for having this conversation around giving people permission to focus on all the positives rather than the negatives, which is kind of, kind of how I want to close this. Like really that we tend to do that as human beings. We focus all on all the instead of all the what so yeah okay i have a new title this is it the <laughs> final it? one it's called what a positive it? it's called a positive spin perfect love it yeah episode 133 this is going to be Ooh. released via podcast for next week which is going to be december 27 uh 26 perfect timing yeah perfect timing so um the YouTube will probably go out sooner, but we'll see. Okay. Thank you so much, Thank Sonia. You. And have a wonderful Christmas. And uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you, Mia, for showing up today. Have a great day and a Merry Christmas. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.